WFH with two guys. Now here's Benny and Dennis. One of the things that I find extremely important, Dennis, is, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that I've done a good job in taking care of my business. My business to me, it, it's a work of art. It's in some regards, it's certainly a labor of lots of love. And one of the things I, I just don't really think about uh, other than the things that I can tangibly control about protecting my business, you know, how, how is, how, what do you think about that when you think about yeah. your business? You know, and I'm, and I'm a few years older than you. And so I be, you know, you begin to look at things a little differently as you begin to age. I just passed the 60 mark recently. And I think I have a whole different outlook on life than I mm-hmm. did when I was 50. Definitely when I was 30 or 40, you don't think about the end of your career and end of life and all that kind of thing. And today we've got Dave Tobin joining us. And Dave is an expert around that whole insurance and disability mm-hmm. and, and those types of things that, you know, it's not fancy or it's not stuff that you really like to talk about as a business owner, but it's really critical that you have yeah. plans and, and think through some of these things that um, we all know are there and going to happen. And the two things we know are going to happen, taxes and death. And so, yeah. um, Dave helps uh, helps you hopefully navigate some of those and be prepared so the impact is not so hard on you as well as those people around you. Yeah. Welcome on the show, Dave. Thanks for coming. Benny, uh, Dennis, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So just before we, we got on the air here, you and I and Dennis were talking a little bit about key person life insurance. You know, I've heard the term for many years. And could you do me a favor and define what is, what is key person life insurance? Well, uh, Benny, you know what key person life insurance is, uh, it would be uh, insurance on your key employees that uh, let's say you had an employee that were to pass away that would be really detrimental to the company, to their earnings, to sales or revenue. Typically, it could be a, a salesperson or it could be somebody that is just processing one big division. If that person passed away, uh, or even if they got disabled, the company's um, you know overall uh, financial health would be affected quite a bit by it. And that's what a lot of companies do is they buy a life insurance or a disability policy on that key person to protect the company. Is so when I think of key person, obviously we talk about the leaders of the company. Those are fairly important people, but it doesn't have to be. It could be somebody who has a certain amount of technical expertise or knowledge that might be vital for the future growth of your company. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, for example, uh, we have a client here in Nashville that we're just doing a key person life and, and, and this person is the parts manager over their, their parts division. Um, and he is, he has a significant role in their company that if something happened to him, uh, it's a really niche little position he has that they would have a hard time replacing him. Wow. And I would think in today's market with just, yeah, with, the labor and the shortage of labor, there are certain key people that if they left, you're going to be radically impacted in a way that may not be the way you want it to function. Yeah, absolutely, Dennis. So how, how do you know, I, I guess the, the question I'll ask in terms of when is the appropriate time, right? If I'm uh, somebody and I've been laboring away here for a couple of years just to make sure my business is going well, when do I need to give 
you a call to be able to say, hey, Dave, listen, I, I think what we need to talk about is getting uh, you know, some critical employees, maybe myself, uh, a policy, take a look at that. When When's kind of the marker? Is there is there an indicator that makes sense? Hey, this is the time to go ahead and start looking at a, a life insurance policy. Well, Benny, I mean, the best time to do it is is before you started your company. So as you're in that transition of thinking of it, you got the idea, your advisors, mm-hmm. that's the best time uh, to do that. Now, does that happen? 99% of the time it doesn't happen they, because <laughs> business owners are short on cash and they're they're growing. The last thing they want to think about is, you know, is more insurance because there's enough they have to buy. So typically when they hit that, probably that one, $1 million mark, they start to Say okay, this this might be a business, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times most companies will start and it'll it'll go, and then all of a sudden, holy cow, we've got eight, ten, fifteen, twenty employees. We have a lot of bodies to feed, and so typically, as a company grows, is when they start to think about it. But even even if they even when they're growing, um, it's the last thing, unfortunately, that's on their mind. Even though it's it's something that could really put the the company upside down really quick. Do you identify a specific individual, not just simply because uh, of their knowledge or their role with the company? Do you identify it in other factors, meaning um, I'm going to go ahead and get insurance on all of my employees, but especially these two just simply because, or I mean, what, what, I guess I'm trying to. Or is it more the the business owner saying, hey, these are the people I want to insure them. How, How do you, is it? direction with you? Is it direction more from the company? What happens there? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, most of the time it's, it's, we, we sit down and we talk, you know, it's, we, we will have coffee, lunch, and we'll say like, Benny, you know, if something happened to your business or one of your employees, which one would be, you know, which one would really affect your company? Cause you, you can always re, you know, replace the, the front office, the secretary, the receptionist. But when you get to the people that either a bring in revenue, or b that are you know really putting out all the you know the fires that are the what I kind of call um, the you know the the front front face people in the media, um, those are your key people. Or, or it could be you know like the office manager. I mean, a lot of office managers play a lot of different critical roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, it's a, it's a matter of sitting down with a professional. Running through the, the 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 core of the business, understanding the whole functionality, and really getting them familiar with the business to make sure they that that the program gets put in place that makes sense for their business. Yeah, um, correct. I mean, because there's I've never insured the whole company. So if you have forty employees, we don't buy insurance on all of them. Now, employers will buy employee benefits on those, but not key you know key life or key disability. It's usually on a, on the really key people, the ones that are uh, hard to replace. So from a, you know, in, in maybe, you know, I, I think a lot of this, we think in terms of just, you know, uh, a, a hypothetical situation. Can you run us through, and I know you've been doing this for a long time, Dave, but you, can you run us through some real good reasons, maybe some, you know, instances that are either good or bad about having key person insurance and, and what that stories look like? Yeah, so we, um, you know, we have a, a, actually a client in Minnesota and Nashville, two very similar uh, disability claims. Uh, the one in Minnesota has a, it's a COVID disability. It's been mm-hmm. out. Um, it's 
been out around 90 days now and uh, things aren't looking that great, but uh, they're hopefully getting better. So, you know, now it's at that point, okay, what does the business owner do? You know, he's got a key guy that, uh, you know, that that's a hard thing. And so with key person disability, um, they'd be able to, you know, get a lump sum of cash that would come in to help the business, you know, to replace that person, um, to find the next key person. Because trying to, like, like we all know, I mean, finding a key person is really difficult right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then here in Nashville, very similar, it, it's a cancer claim. Um, he's probably going to be out six to eight months. And he is one of the key people of this organization. And wow. so companies, uh, uh, and unfortunately, um, they didn't have key person disability, but uh, they have disability insurance that they bought for their employees. So they're, the families are taken care of, but the business is uh, now, you know, trying to find another key person or the rest of the company has to pick up, you know, what that employee was doing. So it, with, you know, you know, a key person disability policy it would really help help the company. And David, as we, you know, we're in the midst of COVID. What, how have things changed pre-COVID to now that we're in it and hopefully on the back end of it in your industry? What are you seeing? What's going on? Um, we're, we're seeing, you know, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of COVID claims right now, COVID disability claims and some COVID life claims. Uh, the insurance companies are still, they're, they're not as scared as they were um, about a year ago, but they're still not, uh, for lack of better words, forgiving. They, they still... I mean, they, they know the, you know, what's happened in the last 18 months, the future predicted, you know, cost in disability claims and life insurance claims of, of, because of COVID, they know that. And so they're starting to tighten up, you know, the underwriting quite a bit. Um, trying to get a preferred rate is not as easy as it was. They're they're scrutinizing it a little bit, which they, they kind of should, um, you know, I mean, not in my opinion, but but that's ultimately kind of what what has to happen here. Is that making it tougher to get some of these uh, policies put in place? It's making it tougher, and um, a lot of people that used to be able to get a you know so 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 insurance you can get a preferred, a standard, or you can get rated. Hmm. So it used to be easier to get a preferred rate. Now the ones that are getting preferred maybe three years ago are getting standards, and the ones that are getting standard rates are getting rated. 25 to 100, even 200 percent of the standard premium. So if your dollar, uh, so if your premium was a dollar, Benny, if you're at a table four, you're going to pay two dollars. It doesn't wow. sound like a lot, but if you're paying fifteen thousand dollars a year and you always seem to forty, that's uh, and so it's a, it's important to really look at all the different options that are out. There. Yeah, doubling the uh, premium would never be a good thing. So yeah, um, yeah I think that that's a good point. I mean, you know, because you've got some people that are definitely, you know, more risk adverse and those that are more risky and those types of things. I mean, how do you help a business owner see the need for those types of insurances? Because there, there's going to be some others that, oh, I don't need to worry about this stuff. You know, or, or you know, I only have $5,000 to spend. I don't have $15,000 to spend on this stuff. What do they do in those cases? Well, um, you know, so to, 10 years ago, if your company was worth a half a million dollars, today it's worth five or 10 million. So 10 years ago, you could kind of figure out how to, you know, Susan would buy out Sally or John. You could figure that out. 
But now if a company has grown to $5 million, it's a whole different, you know, different thing. There's no way that two business partners can buy each other out anymore because then you're, you're getting family and uh, you're getting a lot of people that get into it. And I think as a business owner grows and they start to see that, um, they, they realize that we have to have a plan set up. And somehow if something happens to the business owner or their, or their partner, how do we have the funds to buy that out? That's the key question is everybody has these agreements, Dennis. And, uh, but in my opinion, a, a buy-sell agreement or a key person agreement is a worthless piece of paper unless it's funded. Because, I mean, you can't get any money out of somebody who doesn't have any money. And that's unfortunately. So what, happen, what, so what happens to that business that there's two guys that you know own this business and they weren't smart enough to say, hey, we need to have these insurance policies or these things in place and something catastrophic happens to one of those partners? What happens? Well, there's a number of things, you know. So, uh, for example, if the buy sell says uh, you have to buy out your business partner six months after the, the death, you have to come up with, let's say, let's say it's a five million dollar company. You have to come up with two and a half million dollars, and if you can't, and it's the widow or the, or the trust or you know, so so if the person wasn't married, it'd be their family, their heirs that would say, Dennis, show me the money. And unfortunately, uh, what happens then, you know, if you don't have any, I mean, you could set up an agreement, but you know, you, you've just lost half a year your company right there, then unfortunately what happens is there's a fire sale and, you know, the $5 million company is sold on 30 or 40 cents on the dollar and nobody really no, gets no, money. I was saying nobody, nobody wins at that one. So yeah, the person that gets hurt the worst is the widow. And that's, mm-hmm. it's really unfortunate. I would say that. And that's, that's probably the biggest thing that people don't think about. It's the, it's the spouse or the, the children or whatever that, you're, you're working hard to build this business for and you forget this piece and then something catastrophic happens like this and then it doesn't materialize and you just created a disaster and you're, yeah. and you're not, and you're not here to experience it or solve for it. it. Exactly. I mean, you, you just, you hit it right. Perfect. Dennis. Yeah. It, you know, I it, and it, I don't think people think about that. I mean, especially when you're younger, you don't think, I mean, when you're, like I said, when you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, death is not in the window and, and, you know, that's way you, down the road. It's way down the road. As you hit 50, 60, it, it gets closer. And then hopefully you're retiring and getting out of there. But a lot of people mm-hmm. in today's world are going to work until they're in their seventies and stuff. So it's, it yeah, is a it, different... typically we think the younger people will buy the insurance. I mean, they'll wait, but, you know, it, it's really unfortunate, you know, so, you know, the cost of insurance is a lot cheaper on a younger person, you know, than somebody who's 60, 70, 80 years old. And, you know, where, you know, it, where we really make our, our money is not on the young people. I mean, we, we do make money, we do help them out, but it's on the old ones that don't plan because, right. you know, their health is, you know, they're not super healthy. They're not going to get preferred rates. They're lucky if they ever get a standard but they have a huge problem that uh, that they need to fix because if they don't fix it, the problem is worse upon worse. death or disability. Right. It's not a hobby right. anymore. It, it's a real, legitimate, valuable business. That, right. And it's the time value of money. So to your point, the sooner I can start doing this, the cheaper it is, and you're basically putting that money aside for the future right. to help solve those problems to avoid. So it's 
it's like investing or anything else. Yeah, the insurance can be used as an asset. You know, it doesn't always have to be looked at as a liability. So, you know, it's funny, Dennis, that when I think of my colleagues who are entrepreneurs, a lot of their net worth is tied up in their companies. And they just kind of think about as the cashing out. And it, this is an asset that I have, not really thinking about how you protect that asset just in case some other things happen. You know, people get struck by lightning, people get hit by trucks, whatever. You never COVID know. COVID comes along. Yeah. yeah I mean, COVID. <laughs> now, now, one thing that you mentioned, Dave, that I wanted to make sure we touched on was disability. And I know that that's a really key and important aspect of this whole thing, not only for the owners, but potentially for the employees too as well. Could you talk a little bit about disability and the importance of that for, for uh, when, when thinking about a policy as well? Yeah, well, one of the things that, that, you know, one of the stats that's kind of alarming is that you have a 40% chance as a, you know, as a business owner or as anybody of becoming disabled during your working years for at least 90 days. So between ages 20 and 65, your odds of getting, uh, of becoming disabled is high. And so, so it's important for, you know, a business owner uh, to do a couple of things. One is provide a, you know, a group short-term or long-term disability plan. So it's done on a group basis. It helps, it, it protects the business owner as well. It's cheaper to do it that way. But then you also need to protect the company from those key people, like the key salesperson or the office manager or the CFO or the CEO, whoever that is, that if one of those uh, get disabled, how do you find the next CEO? Because mm. finding a CEO or CFO they're not a dime a dozen. They're really hard to find. And so you have to have, you know, good cash, you know, to attract the next one. This is so a David, really important. We, yeah, all this stuff's super, super important. It's things I mm. think a lot of times business owners take for granted. Um, I know in today's world, insurance and this type of thing is probably more important to people because it's a way to entice people to come to work for them. So that's positive. You know, as we kind of wrap up, what are, what is a, you know, if you had to give a small to mid-sized business owner one piece of advice, what do you, what do you tell them? Here's the thing I, I tell them, Dennis, don't wait. Life's too short. It changes way too quick. I've seen it. Um, we all think that nothing is going to happen, but like we mentioned earlier, death and taxes, don't forget about disability. Mm-hmm. Sit down with somebody. Um, call up your financial planner, call up somebody and really get this taken care of. Because one of the biggest challenges that happens when something happens is that it's not you that has to deal with this. It's somebody else. Mm-hmm. It could be your widow, trust, you know, it could be your business partner, whatever it is, have a plan. I mean, that's the key thing uh, that I would leave everybody with. Dave Tobin, super important discussion. Very, very helpful. I learned a lot today. I think that was helpful. Dave, if people want to get a hold of you and be able to maybe some ask you some questions about their particular situation, what's the best way for them to be able to get a hold of you? Um, uh, all the different social media. They can go on LinkedIn and find Dave Tobin. T is in Tom, O-E-B as in boy, E-N. They can go to our website, www.look to insight.com. It's L-O-O-K, the number two, I-N-S-I-G-T. Or they can send me an email, Dave at look to insight.com. Or the actually the old telephone still works yet. Huh. 
615-636-1105. Give that phone number again. Give that phone 615-636-1105. You know, the, the other thing I found, a handwritten note, people actually read those notes. <laughs> you actually send out handwritten notes every once in a while, and I appreciate that because we don't receive those very often. That's right. That's great. Thanks so much, Dave. We appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. You've been listening to WFH with two guys. We'll see you next time.